welcome to the Body Positivity Podcast with Diana and Arliss. And today we have an amazing guest with us, Lynn Howard. Diana, would you like to introduce her? Yes, absolutely. It's my pleasure to get to introduce Lynn. Lynn is Lynn is a woman who really inspires me in many ways. I th- I just I see so much um, amazing inspiration and in just the way that she lives her life. And I think that. Uh, I know that in what she does, that she really is about leading by example. Lynn has started and sold many businesses across the globe for over 20 plus years now. Even though she, you're, you look at her and you're like, how could that possibly be true uh, <laughs> based on how youthful and vibrant and lovely she looks? Uh, but she's also led global organizations as a COO, done it in 26 countries, and been on leadership boards of NGOs with a global footprint and impact. Every day from the moment that Lynn wakes up, she's on a personal mission to be better, to do more and lead by example. And truly, Lynn, your example inspires me. So welcome, Lynn. Thanks, ladies. I'm super stoked to be here. Awesome. Well, we always start with this first question, and I can't wait to hear your answer. What is the part of your body that has been the easiest to love? Well, that's a tricky one, (laughs) but can I give two answers? One are my eyes, because my eyes are extremely unique. Um, And especially as a child, they change colors. And I know that that doesn't necessarily go with the norm. So that's why I'm giving two answers. Um, But also my legs, I would say, you know, I've always had more or less the athletic body. Once I was able to get into sports and stuff, I was, a, I was definitely a chunky monkey when I was younger. And, um, but as I got into sports, like my legs would be the first thing that if I'm not working out for a year or two years and I just do some squats or do some, you know, leg lifts, like my legs go like that. And, um, so yeah, I would say my favorite part of my body in a more physical, like you know, that we judge ourselves by would definitely be the legs. Um, but I do love my eyes and I love how they change color and show my mood <laughs> and my energy. Oh, that's so interesting. How, how do you find that they reflect your mood and your energy? Oh, well, my eyes, not as much since I'm old, as I've grown, grown older, um, but my eyes will turn anywhere. They're hazel, uh, but they'll turn anywhere from a true emerald, emerald green to almost like a grayish blue and a bit in between. And so depending on um, if I'm super inspired or super energetic or really like in a very very good place. They can be a bit brighter and a bit more just like if you could put charisma behind your eyeballs. <laughs> and so they sparkle a little differently versus when I'm having uh, more of a, a downtime or feeling a bit disconnected, or even um, when I'm going through a bit of depression, they'll be a little bit more cloudy. Um, they'll be a bit more muted. Um, and then also weather and obviously clothes definitely change the color and the, the, the tone or the, the grade of the green um, or grays in my eyes. That's so fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Huh. Has there been a part of your body that's been more challenging to love? 
Well, uh, yes, I would definitely say my midsection and for several reasons. First of all, like I said, when I was younger, I was definitely heavier. I have, um, I've always, I was adopted too, which is, um, so I grew up in a, in a family dynamic, although I grew up with my mom mostly in my life, uh, I got my size from my biological father's side. So growing up in an environment where I didn't necessarily look even like my siblings, they were petite, smaller boned. Um, you know, I, I always felt like, uh, I stood out more, like I have bigger hands. I can, I can palm a basketball, which came in handy when I play ball, <laughs> I have big feet. Um, However, I always kind of carried a bit of weight in, uh, around, I would say overall after kids, definitely in my stomach. Um, my kids were huge. I was with my first daughter. I was not as big, but with my second, uh, my son, I had gestational diabetes. Um, so I got pretty large and had stretch marks. I have stretch marks or, um, I think they call them like tiger claws or something or tiger stripes now. Um, but I, I was so embarrassed and I still like, I still find myself even in my forties struggling with like sometimes, um, showing it like, but I, I want, I just won't show I dress appropriate for how I feel comfortable. Right. And so I prefer not to show necessarily my belly. So I've never been one to like show off my belly or anything like that. I love when women feel comfortable and are able to do that, but that would definitely be, I would say my belly. And now that I'm again, mid forties, cause I had kids young, I've been going through perimetopausal. And now that that's been happening, like my body shifting again and, I'm getting little like love handles that I never had before, which is driving me insane, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's part of being, uh, you know, human and, and kind of going through and just reevaluating and recalculating, uh, how, how to love your body as it evolves and how it changes. I love that. And I love how you talk about having stretch marks. I actually don't remember not having stretch marks. I I think I first started getting stretch marks when I was around 10 years old or even younger, not necessarily because I was heavy, but because I grew so fast that my skin didn't really keep up. And so I had stretch marks especially along the sides of my thighs and things like that from a very young age. And they used to be really embarrassing for me. Like I would try to hide them a lot. And now when I see them, I almost wish, I don't know if you've got, if you guys have seen those Photoshop pictures of women with stretch marks and they've turned the stretch marks glitter or they've turned them rainbow before. It's really beautiful. If you do a Google search, you'll find them. And as, as the two of you know, I'm very much into tattoo. There's a part of me that wishes that I could tattoo my stretch marks so that they would be visible in like beautiful rainbow colors. Uh, because to me, they're kind of like badges of honor in the sense of, of showing how I survived, how my body has survived and adapted and like allowed for my life to continue. And I would imagine like for me, if I saw your stretch marks on your stomach, Lynn, I would think that your body was amazing because it brought life forward into this world. 
Yeah. Well, I would definitely say, you know, again, I'm aging myself. I'm about to turn 46 in a couple of weeks. And, you know, when I was younger, I'm a bit younger than the two of you ladies. And when I was younger, like our norm, which I know we're going to get into this question, but our norm of what body should look like and everything that we saw, even though I grew up in a a lower class family. So it's not like we had magazines or different things, but you go to the doctor's office or you see billboards or whatnot or commercials and everything was really thin and perfect. And, um, you know, being bigger framed and then getting stretch marks. Like I just, I, I didn't realize until later. And I love that now it's more celebrated. Like it's, and it's really only in recent years that stretch marks have become a, a, a a a topic of celebration for women and a badge of honor, like you said, and it's really beautiful. And like, now that my daughters have kids, so I'm a grandma or Nona, nobody calls me grandma, but, um, you know, to watch them navigate it as well. And they're proud. Like, I'm glad that I wasn't, that I was able to empower them to be proud. And also the, the social normalities now versus back then, but that, you know, they are the ones wearing like, you know, showing their bellies or rocking the tighter stuff where they, they don't have the self-consciousness that I necessarily did with that. Um, I was also, I kept weight with my son and it was really interesting because even later when I lost a lot of weight and I was really actually sickly thin and still having them, like, even at that point, there was just... I, I, if I would have been able to grow up or have that age, maybe now, I think my perception of the stretch marks would be much, so much further along, um, and in the shape of my body, uh, just because it's become more social, it's become more socially norm. And it's also become a topic of discussion where, where women are, are celebrating each other in that way, every shape, size, you know, and, um, yeah. And beauty mark as we'll call them, not flaw. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arliss, when you were talking about stretch marks and using that glitter or the rainbow, what came to my mind was, um, you know, the Japanese art of, I, I don't know how to say it properly, but uh, kintsuji, mm-hmm. I think, where when something breaks, you put it together with gold and create something even more valuable. And I think in some ways, that's what our body is doing when we develop stretch marks. But of course, you know, when we grow up in this society um, where those are shameful, they're not something to be seen. They're, they're something to be hidden. Um, I know that for me, it was part of the reason I hid my legs for years was because of the stretch marks that I had on them and I didn't feel comfortable. Um, and when I really leaned into what was comfortable for me, it was being able to just feel free in my body and not feel the need to cover up any part of it. Um, so I love that, like, Lynn, that you found a place where you feel comfortable in your body with the stretch marks um, and also um, see the difference in how this experience is for your daughter um, as you're as you're a grandma now, you know, like that, that her experience that she gets to be proud of them. Um, that's got to feel really good. And to know that um, that you raise somebody who could who could feel proud of her body in that way. Oh yeah. My girls definitely like to, like to flaunt it. (laughs) (laughs) Love them. And and I have to say for our listeners, if you ever get the opportunity to see Lynn, um, you will know how, 
how incredulous it is to even imagine her as a Nona, (laughs) as a grandma, because she looks like our age or younger. I mean, (laughs) so um, obviously you're doing what you need to be doing to be happy and to be healthy and to be showing that vibrancy in your physical body. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. And I'm going to go off script for a little bit. I hope Diana is, is okay with that. And I'm going to ask you, you know, we, we do have the question of, you know, what is a self-care practice, but I would go further and say, what, what are practices that you have in your life or even goals that you've set for yourself in order to live in this vibrancy that we see you existing in? Yeah. Great question. And I'll kind of go backwards and I'll just give you a handful because there are many layers to that question. So uh, Arliss, obviously, you know, I love goals. I mean, I set goals around everything and, um, and it's not just the goal. It's actually the creation of life and it's the everyday process and the everyday journey that I focus on. However, I like to, I like to have an end like an end marker or some kind of marker along my way. And so one of the goals that I set this year was to walk 10,000 steps a day and um, minimal. And uh, I started that in January and actually I made it just for the goal of the month. And I remember one of my friends here in Bangkok, they were like, uh, that's way too many. You shouldn't be doing that. Why don't you just do seven or why are you going to do that forever? And I was like, first of all, and I didn't say this to them. Them. But I am the type of person, and this has been my kind of my little motto since I've been growing up is if you tell me I can't, I'm going to do it and I'm going to smash it. <laughs> and so anyway, what month is it? September. And I've been walking minimal 10,000 10, steps a day. And I can tell you, there's a couple of things that came from that. The reason why I started it, I think I saw somebody else that was doing it. And because of all the lockdowns and the different things and our gyms being closed, which I'll get into in a second, I love working out. Um, I don't always make the time, but, um, is I needed something. And I also needed something to go within, like I needed space to be able to go within. And since I don't drive here, cause I'm currently in Thailand, uh, back in Hawaii, although I had my routine in Hawaii or even on the mainland, like I had that me time when I would, uh, drive. Right. I mean, I worked out a lot too, but I would have that like long periods of time where I can go within, listen to some music, or now I'm actually listening to audiobooks. I think I'm up to like 40 audiobooks this year. And um, and I'm just able to really like really just nourish my body from the inside out. So the walking is, and I am a fast walker, um, and I do have longer legs. So, um, I, I do like, I'm not like slow walking. Typically I'm power walking and it's just, it's been really (laughs) helping me keep saying, we'll say, so it's not just been on the physical level that I feel like, okay, I'm getting out, I'm moving my body along. I, I'm feeling good about, and it's not about weight loss. It's not about weight management. It's not anything to do with weight. It's about the movement and the, 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 the internal side, but also for the mental health, it is been profound uh, from someone who comes from a long line of mental illness. I've personally struggled with depression um, and other things, anxiety. Um, I, I'm pretty sure even though I wasn't ever officially diagnosed, I have a, a slight dyslexia. 
and probably their ADD or ADHD, <laughs> but that's, that's labeling at the end of the day. I know I need that physical activity and that, 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 that movement and that going within to help keep myself grounded, to help keep myself sane in a way, to help make sure that I am being aware of some triggers that might be presenting itself because I've done a lot of work around it. So that way I am able to take myself out of the environment, work, home, friends, and just say, okay, what's going on? Like, what, what, sh- what should I be looking for? Or even just allowing the fl- the thoughts to flow. Um, it really has been able to help me, I think, navigate even more so. And as a coach consultant, and as somebody who holds the space for a lot of people globally, it's really important to just kind of get rooted. And with Bangkok, for those of you who have not been here, it's not a really green space, although we do have some parks and, and the parks have been open and closed uh, because of the COVID, like they've actually closed parks. It is really nice to just have some kind of um, nature also, which is really good for our, our energy and for our you know, mind for our spirit. And so, um, so that's one practice that I've been doing as well as, you know, I definitely, I've always been one, especially in the last, you know, 10 years that loves to, well, before that, even in Saudi, when I lived in Saudi, I taught an aerobics class for my girlfriend for years, but to get into the gym, to have a coach who can motivate you and push you in the way that you need to be. Um, I, I just love that because that, that physical exertion, because I do, I definitely work hard. That physical exertion is something that I create. I can remember like my doctors be like, why don't you try yoga? Do you not think that you need to be more gentle? No, this actually feels good to me. It feels good to my body. It feels good to my mind. And so regardless of what your physical activity is, like you got to find your own way and make sure that you are just using that to have that release. It is, it is great for the physical sense, but it's even more so for the mental sense and the spiritual sense. And so, yeah, I I don't want to take forever. I could talk a lot about that, but definitely a lot of things. Um, but as far as goals, that's definitely, and also I will say the spiritual side as well, Um, because the more alignment we can have, I feel like the more that we can feel confident in ourselves, regardless if we're having a day where we don't feel as pretty or a day where we might be bloated because of, you know, women's stuff or whatever, you know, the more in alignment that we can be, the more that we can show up with that confidence and that, that energy that we need to have for ourselves or that we deserve to have for ourselves. I love that. I love that. And I love that you're telling our listeners that they should really find what feels good and works for them. I I did that myself. Um, specifically last year, I went on the hunt for a, a physical movement program that was geared towards staying in the parasympathetic nervous system instead of going into the sympathetic nervous system. Because for me, inflammation and um, adrenaline and all of that sort of thing is really negative for my system. And most 
um, workout systems out there, you know, CrossFit and that sort of thing, which I love CrossFit. I, I, I know a CrossFit trainer who is an exceptional person and, and who trains very well. And it's a, um, it's an exercise routine that is designed to really push the body, except I can't do that in my body. Um, and I found a body movement system called happy body, which I'm, I'm not endorsing for anybody else, but for me, it works really well because it's specifically designed to stay into in that parasympathetic nervous system. And it took me a while to find it. And now I have something that I can physically do almost every single day, even on days where I feel really physically challenged because of the, the diagnosis that I've been given. So I love that you have something that works so well for you, Lynn, and people think, well, maybe that's too much. And I have something that works really well for me. And I'm sure other people would look at it and be like, well, maybe that's not enough. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's important. Uh, You know, it drives me crazy with many aspects of life that we have those people who think life is a one size fits all. And it's not Um, when we're talking about this and self-care and, you know, taking care of our bodies and our minds and all that good stuff. Like it is not a one size fit all and it changes like as my as I've been going through these hormonal changes and different things I have found that I've had to implement different things and that my body is actually craving like I was doing CrossFit and Pilates right so I needed the wellness but again I'm one who likes to work out and not just because of the way it made me look physically but more so because it really did keep me sane people like I am not kidding (laughs) it kept me in an even keel but now it's changed a bit and so it's really being aware of like you said like what works for you right now in in, in, with the goals also that you want to reach you know if it is to just keep moving and stay vibrant and stay healthy okay choose something that works that if it is that you want to tone up and get ready for something which I've had those goals before that I want to be the most smoking hot person in a certain dress at the certain function you know then then you do that or if it's just to have a lifestyle which that is it's about lifestyle forget these yo-yo diets and all this bs like you know where you just like super hard train unless you're always doing it like your body you need that consistency and and creation of of more of a lifestyle so that way you feel healthier from the mind from the body from the spirit because otherwise you're like it's just it's this yo-yo kind of back and forth effect and and it's not a one-size-fits-all so what I love about that, Lynn, is again, you're, you're bringing it back to goals, right? It's about what it is that we look at in terms of what is it that we want to do and what is the purpose of it? Because even when it comes to walking 10,000 steps a day, you could just simply set the goal of it being that you walk that time. But I hear from you a sense of mindfulness in it, a desire to go within, groundedness is part of the is part of the intention that I'm hearing behind that goal that really makes it all the stronger. And I think that that's something that all of us can really learn. It's like, what, what do we want to do for our body? And then what is, where, where is the purpose? How is that really feel fueling or feeding what we really want? Um, and so I love that. I hear the goal, like if there's so much behind the goal for you that, um, I think is really inspiring. And then even Arliss, as you're sharing, you know, the way that you're looking for that daily movement. 
So for me, one of the things that I love for daily movement is dance. I just love to be silly and dance. And it just happens to be that you get to see my bad dance moves in my Instagram reels every now and then. (laughs) But it gets to be something where I get to express my fun. Uh, and for so long, you know, like we're talking about, is it supposed to be 7,000 steps or 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000? It again, you know, just like you were saying, Lynn, it really is about what works for you. And so for me, the dance isn't about being on beat all the time or nailing everything perfectly. It's about like moving my body and just having fun and being silly. Um, and having that. So for me in the, in the movement I choose to do, I look for that. Where can I add joy? How can it be something that um, that makes me just come alive? Uh, and I love that you speak about caring for our body and setting goals around it and really having that um, a deeper purpose behind it too. Thank you for that. Of course. I will add just one last thing is that I've actually coupled, I don't know if you guys caught that, but I coupled two goals um, to be able to enhance that goal is the reading the books. My goal is actually to read 10 and to, um, to walk the 10,000 steps. So it gives us even more fuel or manifestation power when we can do that kind of stuff. So again, it's mind, body, spirit. I love that. So our next question for you um, is about, uh, is to describe another self-love or self-care practice. What is, what's something that you do for yourself that you consider non-negotiable self-care? Well, um, it's definitely seeing different healers. And so, uh, I mean, living in Hawaii, I was blessed with a community of healers um, that, you know, have flowed in and out of my life. Um, and I, I do a lot of self stuff as well. I'm not the traditional in anything, but definitely not the traditional meditator as well. Um, I have my own way of meditation and um and what enhances that is surrounding myself and making sure that I'm taking time for, for self-care or healers. And so if that's a massage, if that's acupuncture, if that is Reiki, if that is, um, I'm seeing a woman here who does pranic healing, which is chakra healing and, or alignment and different things. And, um, I have, I've had spiritual gurus in my life who are tarot readers or mediums or psychics or, or, Akashic record readers. So making sure I bring in others to help me on my spiritual practice, as well as me diving in and setting intention and goals around my own spiritual practice has been instrumental in keeping a positive mindset around myself and my body and my, my life. And, um, and again, because I am a spiritual being, I mean, we all are, it's just some to, uh, talk about it and some don't right uh and uh since I am very much and I and I know it's aligned with my purpose like it's very important for me to take time to deposit into that and to check out and and even if you take away all of the spiritual side 
we all should be pampering ourselves. It is important for us to deposit into ourselves to build our own energy back up and manifestation back up. And if that's getting a facial, if that is not a spiritual massage, but just a massage to relax and go within. Um, and, and I always look at things as multidimensional. So I don't, usually, you know, I'm not the one to go out and buy a tool that has one purpose typically, right? Same with my actions in life. I don't want it to have one purpose. Um, and so I look at all the different ways that I could deposit back into me. And so I think, um, even on a budget, like taking time and going to, you know, even giving yourself a pedicure, setting the intention of, and I'm speaking, men and women give themselves pedicure, but even having a couple of friends over, like somehow, however you need to recharge, making sure that I'm recharging my batteries in ways that deposit into me. And I, because I do so much for others and I don't want to have to think. And actually that's why I loved my coaches and my my athletic coaches and one of my favorite coach in Hawaii. Um, uh, but it's also about like, I want to, I don't want to have to think about what I need to do. Right. So like, okay, I'm going to take this package and then I'm all yours. You tell me what to do. <laughs> so that way I can kind of disconnect from that. And um, so I think that that's really important to find some way. And in Hawaii, like you have the beach, like going to the water was very much a part of my self-care as well. Um, so find what can deposit into you that isn't in your daily normal routine. So that, that's really important because people are like, oh, I read a book to deposit into me. Yeah, but you read a book every day. So do something that's a little bit out of the norm. So you get a little bit more energy recharging you. So that way you can really feel that it's like a supercharge, if you would, on your daily routine. So finding unique ways to be able to, to have self, self-care for yourself. Um, that feels good to you. And that you know, sometimes it feels good. I mean, sometimes those acupuncture, those massages don't feel as good, but, <laughs> but, but the end goal is better. <laughs> so the end goal is worth it. Um, but yeah, so I would say definitely adding, adding some kind of, you know, either spiritual practice or maintenance, like personal maintenance to your day. And uh, I mean, that's the way it can kind of like, like lame, lame it down for you, um, is really essential for me. That's fantastic. And I can't agree more. Um, or I, I would say I agree wholeheartedly. Um, one of the things that I do, or one of the healers that I go to that is absolutely mandatory for my self-care is the chiropractor because I sublux or dislocate so often. Uh, it's often a very painful experience because I have multiple joints out of place and yet it's, it's something that when I walk away from it, I know that I have done something profound for my body and I feel so much better afterward, you know, a couple days later. So, uh, Diana, what about you? Is there a healer or a healing modality that you turn to that really serves you? Yeah, actually, I have a holistic chiropractor that I go to who's also highly intuitive. Um, and 
So it's as if it's chiropractic in terms of sometimes it's structural alignment, sometimes it's energetic alignment. Um, I started out coming to her from like this more practical side of chiropractic that was um, that was still holistic. And then all of a sudden she's telling me um, to state an affirmation about something. And I'm like, I didn't tell you about any of those sort of things. Like, where did that come from? Uh, so I've grown to really lean into her understanding and connection and ability to communicate with my body. And so that's something that I definitely agree as something that is very powerful. What I love that you said, Lynn, was not just to focus on the daily self-love and self-care, but to have as well practices that are truly outside of that normal experience so that we can have additional energy around recharging and that that fills our battery in an even more profound way because it's it's not the, the normal thing. And I think that that's something that for me, sometimes I can even see myself get into the routine of it's like, oh yeah, well, I did, I did meditation today. I did these sort of things um, and kind of forget that it's not just about the maintenance. It's about those additional deposits in and that those those occasional additional deposits in can really move the needle even more profoundly. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I definitely, I, I want to add something and this is uh, based on, I know how you are in setting an intention is that I think the biggest, a couple other points to this is one is if you set the intention that this is going to be luscious and depositing into you, then you're going to get so much more out of it, regardless if it is structural alignment or if it's a total spiritual experience or just pampering yourself. If you set the intention that it is depositing and refueling you, you're going to get that. The second thing is, is, uh, and the last two things are going to be more of uh type A go-getter stuff is I put things in my calendar. Like I make sure when I'm making out my calendar for the year, like that stuff's in there. And then I randomly put stuff in there and I put it in a, cause I use Google calendar now, but even in my handwritten paper calendar, like I color coded things and it had a yummy color to it because I was excited about that. And then the last thing I'll say, and this goes back to a comic Arliss made earlier. I mean, I love goals and setting intentions. And I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, my motto is getting shit done. And so at the end of the day, I do set spiritual and self-love and self-depositing goals for the year and make sure that I am in alignment for that. And so an example, a few years ago, one of my goals, um, I can tell you this year's goal, but I, I really like the, the one goal. Uh, a couple of years ago, I set a goal about being practicing being present. So for the whole year, I really like everything that I did, not everything, because you know, we get in complacency out of our mind. I made sure that I was present and that I and by the end, by October, actually, I was in Thailand. I wasn't living here yet. And I remember like walking through a market and it was a very spiritual time here. Um, it was during a, a spiritual festival and a new year and the colors around people were so much more vibrant and the way I was attracting people and the way that they looked at me was so different because I was at such a high vibration of being present that everything else was no longer it was just that exact moment with that exact person in that exact environment and that's it and it was 
one of the most beautiful things I've experienced in my life. Uh, but that's because I set the intention. I set the goal. I made it happen. I put in the action. Um, and then one other thing, and I know this is a shameless plug for you ladies is also self-care is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And I know that you have a conference coming up. And so for those that believe in like really wanting to up-level themselves or getting in touch with themselves or feel comfortable with themselves or whatever the purpose is about body positivity, about self-care is I make it a practice to go and surround myself in environments and around people who want the same, who I can learn from, who I can inspire as well. And so, you know, I know, and I'd love for you ladies to, you know, I'm sure your audience knows that you have comments coming up, but I definitely want to plug that because this is a huge opportunity for you to experience different speakers, different healers, different thought leaders in this industry and uh, be surrounded uh, virtually be surrounded with other people who want the same thing. So you are actually maximizing your efforts because of the collective energy to be able to be surrounded by. And so it's super exciting. So I, I definitely wanted to plug your conference coming up as well, because it's a great opportunity for those that really are on this journey. Thank you so much. I, we are so looking forward to the conference and we're looking for, forward to the retreat that follows after. And of course, Lynn is going to be at our conference. I would love to get a little snippet without you spilling the beans. What are you going to be sharing with us about? Well, it'll be a lot of what I've talked about today, but it's really about, um, it's going to be about connection and about the purpose of connection and how to truly deeply connect and understanding the, the ripple effect that true connection can have. Oh, I love that. That sounds beautiful. Um, one of the things too, that I, that I took away as a golden nugget from what you were saying, Lynn, when you were talking about, um, goals and intention. As you're speaking about your year-long goals, one of the things that I really heard is how specific you were. And it wasn't like you're setting like a bajillion goals. Well, that was one thing that I well, do have a bunch. <laughs> a number, hold on. A number that you feel comfortable with. Yes. Where I think sometimes we have a tendency to like want to set it like we think about the new year, new you, and it's like we have like a bajillion goals that we're setting and no real intention and purpose behind it. What I hear in your goals is a lot of specificity and also a lot of focus. So like even if you had 16 goals, like they're all in alignment or they're all working together in concert uh, so that they're bringing about, it sounds like to me at least, like more specific focused goals. Um, so that's kind of how I can see and really that's my takeaway from you and your goal setting is this, uh, this specificity, this, uh, level of focus. Um, and I imagine that it leads into your discussion on connection in some way. So. The, the thing that I really heard in what you stated about goals, Lynn, is getting them on the freaking calendar. It's one of the things that I talk to people about, my clients about a lot, is scheduling everything, including self-care and including fun. Uh, I do a whole workshop, and I know that we're going to be talking about this in the conference and in the retreat, of scheduling something to look forward to every week or every month that we can all get really excited about. 
It doesn't have to be something big or expensive necessarily. Uh, one of the things that I really looked forward to a couple weeks ago was Diana came over and spent the weekend with me. And when we went to the farmer's market to, together, I was so looking forward to going to the farmer's market. Now, I didn't have a plan to buy anything at the farmer's market. I just wanted to be at the farmer's market with Diana and have that experience. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. So, I would love to hear from each one of you, like what is something that you have looked forward to that has already happened or something that you're really looking forward to in the near future that you have on your calendar? Well, can you be a bit more specific? Because there's lots of things that I'm stoked about. Something that just feels really fun and opulent and amazing. Diana, I'll let you go first. <laughs> let me decide which Yeah, one. I have mine at the I have mine at the tip of my tongue. So um for me, it's an upcoming trip with my parents to Maui. Uh, so we're just gonna get a little bit of time. I was looking through old photos of the last time that I got to visit Maui with them, and it was just such a special time where we really de- deepened uh, our like relationship connection. Um so that is something I'm really, really looking forward to. But before that, seeing Arliss and all that, like I had skipped a lot of um, my birthday celebrations and things like that. And there was a part of me that was disappointed, but I was like, you know what? I'm seeing Arliss. Like this, that is something that I was really looking forward to, like even beyond some of the birthday stuff I had planned. So that's it for me. How about you, Lynn? Any Well, I would say that's on the calendar is I'm super excited about an interview and actually a magazine cover that's coming out. Um, And I know this is like (laughs) more work related. I'm going to give you a different one, Uh, but this one's scheduled and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm really excited because this is like a new level and a next step. And, and me being out there even more, which actually I spoke to my spiritual person yesterday, my healer, my pranic healer about like, as we grow and step into these new levels, you know, you, you, you become uncomfortable again, right? Because you're like, Oh, are people going to like me? Are people going to come out of the woodwork? Like what's going to happen? Am I going to look good on that cover? <laughs> like all of that, all of that crazy stuff. Right. And so, um, and I'm super, super excited about that. The other thing is, and it's not fully on the calendar. I'm still deciding on dates and it really does have to do with the world uh, health right now is I'm planning on coming back to the States to visit family um, because I haven't seen them in a while and a visit to Hawaii, hopefully if the numbers aren't bad. And um, so, yeah, that's uh, projected date is end of November and uh, stay until after the first of the year. So. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for both of you. I love that you both have things that you're really looking forward to on your calendar. It's such a great example to our listeners. And I hope that our listeners are looking at their schedules and finding ways to put fun things on their schedule. So our next question for you, Lynn, is when negative thought patterns from the past come back, um, just like you said, that feeling of maybe uncomfortableness again, uh, what do you do to ground yourself back in positivity? That's a great question. I do want to give a bit of a, of something prior to what I do. So 
what I will say is it's important for us to put into the work to find out where these patterns come from, because they're going to continue to come every time we step into a new level or something, an outside force like COVID has put a lot of people back into a certain state of mind that maybe they've healed. Because once you've healed that, that wound never goes away. It always stays within our spirit. It always stays within our aura, our energy. It is really important to understand where it was rooted from so that way you can have specific conversations with it so with that being said how do i get back into i do a lot of self-talk i ask myself okay why are you coming up now? Or like, where are you, what's your angle? Um, what is, and I definitely like to I have a few different routines that I do, like take myself out of my own body and look at it through different eyes, different perspectives. There's other people in the room. Um, I also will outside of self-talk and the self kind of like having conversation around it and saying, okay, like, you know, is it a, I also make sure, and I think Diana made comment about this earlier about making sure it's still aligned with my vision, mission, values, purpose, right? So is it in alignment? Like, is this just negative self-talk or is this in a warning of maybe I'm kind of getting off of my path, if you would, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? So I go through this self-process Then I have people, I have resources. Like I have coaches. Yeah, I'm a coach consultant to coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs. However, I have many coaches in my life or mentors or gurus. And I go to them and say, okay, I, I need, I, I need this, or I'm going through this. And, or like, I just, I, I need some, I need to process through this. And so having the people that you can go to, especially outside of your inner circle. And I'm not saying that your girls or your man or your woman or whoever aren't special and they don't deserve to help you process through it. However, we can tend to lean on them way too much and they become, most will become more of like supportive of you in a way where you can stay in complacency because they're looking out for you, right? They don't want you to be hurt. Um, finding people outside who can give you a completely disconnected perspective um, or not as attached perspective is really important to help you process through that. So I do both. I do, cause I've done a lot of work. I do that self like conversation and, and, and then to root myself and then also get outside outside counsel will say and then to get myself back into the positive is like then I make a decision in my mind and so be it right like as soon as I speak it it is and like okay and then I have to put sometimes you know visual triggers to remind myself if that's sticky notes if that's whatever or it might even be um, taking a small trip if you can, or getting out of your environment to root yourself back in that positivity. Cause you get out of like the, the, the flow of your every day. And so I would say those few things are things that I do to, to combat that. That is just a huge, huge wealth of knowledge. I love it. I'm so looking forward to your topics at the conference. I just, I feel like we're getting like little snippets of these amazing mic drop moments that you have. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Our final 
uh, question is what are some body image expectations or societal norms that you feel like you've broken away from or that you have experienced in your life and you are experiencing them different now? Oh, that's a great question. Cause since being in Bangkok, I've revisited one. <laughs> so, um, so like I said earlier, I'm bigger boned. I'm five, nine and some change. Uh, I was almost five ten, and I think lost a little bit of height with some discs, but big feet, big hands, like big bones. You know, I stand out here in Thailand with all these itty bitty people and I'm bigger than half the men. <laughs> and so really it was like, being proud of, and like, even my ex-husband who were best friends, like he was an inch shorter than me. And so really I can remember like, um, wearing stacks for the first time and like feeling amazing with it. And I can remember wearing stacks and not feeling good and feeling like I had to shrink. And, um, I found myself back in that here where I feel like I'm trying to blend. And the thing is, is no, we're not made to blend. And so I find myself almost, you know, going back through the process and like checking my posture because I actually, a friend made a comment the other day, we were walking or riding bikes or something. Uh, we went to some, uh, Island and they were like, you're slouching a little bit. And I'm like, that's abnormal for me. And yeah, granted, I sit at the computer a lot, but I'm really, I've always been really conscious about my posture. And I know it's because I'm trying to shrink myself a little, right. Because I stand out so much. And so it's really like throwing on those stacks and going out and being like, this is me and I'm badass bitches. <laughs> and like, just really kind of re-embracing that. And so I feel like, uh, yeah, that's my answer for today because I feel like I'm re going through that process. And like, even yesterday, like I finally, cause I came here with one suitcase. Right. So I've also realized like, I'm feeling a bit blah about myself because I, don't have something fun or new to put on. And so even though I believe in sustainability, I was like, well, I can't wait around for my swap to happen. So I went and took advantage of some sales and went and got a couple of cute work dresses and said, okay, I'm going to feel good because of this. And, and again, this is a trigger. We should do it from the inside out. It's just, it's giving me a trigger to feel like when you're dressed nice or you feel like you look good, like no matter what you think of your body or your face or your, your posture, how you're feeling, if you put on a nice outfit, it can, it can put a little bit of pep in your step, if you know what I mean. So, so that's what I'm currently going through. And, uh, because no matter how healed we are, those wounds can always open back up. So I think it's a, it's a part of the journey. I love that you said that, uh, Lynn, because that was what stood out to me as well um, from what you'd shared um, in, in our last question, that idea that, yeah, we sometimes people would be like, oh my gosh, I'm completely healed. And whenever I hear that, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> because I'm, I agree with you that there, there really is a wound. There's something that stays behind. There's uh, there's something that we constantly are working at on a new level and, and our life experiences give us that opportunity to work on it at a new level. So it's not, to me, it's never like, oh no, this again. It's always like, how do I step into this at this next level 
Um, this is here for me because I can handle this challenge. Um, and even when you're talking about the dress and all that kind of stuff, to me, like what I hear you saying with that is it's it's another external form of validation, but it's not the primary one that we lean on. We lean on the one internal most, but just like we have a sticky note that reminds us about a goal, it's something physical that helps us to ground and like stay present again in the here and now and in the moment and wanting to connect to that goal, to wanting to connect to our body and feel good with um, with that in the dress, whether, you know, or the sticky note, whatever it is, those are just physical manifestations that can help us along, but are not going to be something that we lean on as a crutch um, to feel better for our lives <laughs> kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank Lynn for being an amazing guest today and sharing all of her expertise and wisdom with us and our listeners on the power of goal setting with intention and so many other things. Did you have any last thoughts that you wanted to leave our listeners with, Lynn? Yeah, I would say, you know, just be you. Do you like at the end of the day, and it's so funny. I can remember somebody saying this to me before uh, she's about 10 years older than me. And it was about 10 years ago. She was like, once you get to your forties, you don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> and, and what's funny is I don't know if any of you have ever like looked back at a picture and was like, Oh, I looked that way. Like I, I was beating myself up so much, but look at how I looked like I, I was stunning or I was vibe. You know, my vibration was so high or I was thin or whatever. Like we, we have to live our present moment. And if we're constantly trying to achieve this unattainable perfection or body image or whatever, like it's only taking away the small joys that we could be feeling being fulfilled with and feeling in our everyday life. So do you like love you be you because nobody's perfect. We all have our baggage. We all have our, our ups and our downs. We are good, bad, and all the good, bad, and indifference. And there's no day like today to just really start loving yourself more. And it is a process. It is a journey. It's a, it's as long as you're alive, it's a journey. So just, just love yourself and do you. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thanks, ladies, for having me. I really appreciate this. And I'm super excited about your conference coming up. I I cannot stress for everybody that um, it's really, especially now where we crave community, um, even if you're not aware of it, because we've become so disconnected even before COVID because of the access to technology that it's important to surround ourselves with like-minded people to collectively shift um, our minds, shift our spirits, shift our energy, and to be able to step into those next layers, those next levels of ourselves. And um, it's a perfect opportunity. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that you ladies are doing. So thank you for having me as a guest. I appreciate the both of you. Absolutely. And Diana, we had a pretty amazing thing happen this week. What happened yes. this week, Diana? Well, you can now find the Body Positivity Podcast on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and what's the last one, Alice? It's slipping my mind. 
Castbox. Yeah. So now you can find the Body Positivity Podcast on there. We just released our first episode. Um, and we have, of course, we are going to continue with our weekly lives in our private group, but you can definitely listen as well to the podcast on Spotify, on iHeartRadio and on CastBox. And we encourage all of our private group members uh, to go and follow us to increase our following. And if you're a listener on one of these amazing apps that we just listed and you want to be a private group member, we are offering a subscription to our private Facebook group, along with a lot of other bonuses on our Kajabi website. So check out our website to be able to subscribe and join our private group. Thank you all for uh, listening to us today. And I want to thank Lynn again. We are so excited to be back with you next week. We wish you all a very amazing day wherever you are. See you next week.